Hi, Jason. Hello, Henrietta. Welcome to the podcast with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galena. And for this episode, Henrietta, what are we speaking about? Um, we're talking about how you, you party now. <laughs> Guys, I'm partying in New York. For and the first time in 10 years. For the first time in 10 years. And let's, let's put the question up front. Uh, the question is essentially, does New York currently have a thriving underground nightlife scene? Worth talking about? And the answer may be in the question, but... <laughs> I'm going to say yes, because you asked the question. I wouldn't know because I'm boring and I work every second that God has put on this earth for me. Okay, well, let, let me dive right into this because I've been so excited this week, Henrietta, um, because I happened upon an experience, a very a quintessential New York experience this past weekend that literally changed, I, I say changed my life, maybe that's a bit um, over the top, but it was an unbelievable experience. And that being, I happen to be in Bushwick right now, staying in Bushwick. And, you know, for years I've been hearing about these warehouse parties, that everything is in is in Bushwick. Everything has really mo- moved out and pushed out to the other recesses of the borough. And um, I just haven't really, really explored. And from, what, from my understanding, I've heard that there have been one-off parties here, one-off parties there, and so on and so forth. However, I happened upon this club... Um, a few doors down this, uh, from me that I was staying. And the name of the place is Dream House. And I have to tell you, I was intrigued from just recognizing, I didn't know that it was a spot. I just recognized a few people sort of at the doorway going in and I was like, wait a fucking minute. There is Not even a minute. A no, no, minute. wait a fucking minute. Literally, I was like lurking. I was like literally lurking. I was like, what? But I'm like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? Like, just like a very clear um, sort of like nightlife club culture dressing with a bit of subversiveness to it. So in any case, I went downstairs to be met with this pansexual reception of, of, let's call it genderless because I was trying to figure out what the gender thing was going on in there. And then I, I quickly stopped. I quickly stopped because this is, this was not about, this wasn't a room that was looking for boxed in definition. You were seeing boys running around in tennis skirts, G strings, girls with like cropped hair and like, bondage gear it had a sexual undertone but it wasn't overtly sexual um i think and it had a sport theme as well everyone was wearing sweat socks and sneakers and short shorts and it just felt like a cultural movement that would be it would be more like something i would see in london and definitely definitely berlin but not a new york and remember i have like i have a long history in nightlife culture in new york i've been going on in new york since 1982 and I, I have lived many different eras in New York, but this one, I have not found a scene in New York in this area that's worthy of my attention. And I have to tell you, what I saw was, it felt like a Studio 54 or a Sound Factory type movement. Sound Factory, where, where you know, I really experienced in the 90s, or Sound Factory type movement that's taking place here in New York. And I have to say, I'm a bit embarrassed because, you know, I travel the world and people talk about, oh, New York, you're from New York, it's so amazing. I was like, New York, there's nothing happening there. It's- I remember you having a big thing about how nothing is happening in New York. You almost 
You always had one of your like New York is over moments. Oh yeah, well here's the thing. I moved. I left New York in 1997. I moved to London in 1997 after Sound Factory was on the wane because I was like, that's it. And that was a that was a significant time or an important time in that the bottle service. It was the advent of the bottle mm-hmm. service, and that really changed the nightlife culture in New York. Um, from then, it was about money and you bottle know bottle service, Wall Street suits private members clubs, the Soho houses, and so on. Okay. And uh, many, not just myself, attribute that era to the death of nightlife culture in New York. And I would say that's the case. Uh, However, an underground culture is definitively there and I'm so thrilled that the the kids of this era get to have their time I thought that we're having it anyone who asked me I was like oh no I don't know what these kids are doing in this era they don't have a place to go they don't understand what it is to be a part of a nightlife movement I can't believe that they're in New York in this time and nothing to do. but no 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 they're, they're thriving out there and having a genius time and to boot the music was also different it was like a mashup of like sort of like Nicki Minaj sounds and house and and merengue set to house. I was like this. I was just so happy. It gave me life, as they say. It was just... It's something that I expect of a location like this. It should always be here, and it should all and it should be here in quantity. You know, it's not should not just be consigned to a place like this. But don't you think that like you uh, you have an excitement and uh, kind of energy around this that's actually quite palpable and it's inspiring to hear, but. Don't you think a big part of what makes it so special is the fact that it's retained its underground nature? Like, as soon as some, we talk about this all the time, as soon as something goes mainstream, it loses its momentum, it loses energy, it loses the thing that makes it fire. That's a good point. And I have to say, I've been searching on social media. Well, one thing I recognize that in that room, People weren't just on their phones and recording and, you know, broadcasting. I did, that was not the energy there at all. People were dancing, they were participating, and it was just a really positive energy. But I didn't see the social media, I didn't feel the Is social media vibe. No, it was in a bit of a sub-basement, but it wasn't, there was service. But um, the interest wasn't there. And then subsequently I looked on, on Instagram and so on and so forth. I was trying to do some searches on Google. There's not much out there, which was very, very telling. I got the sense that these people were not looking to, you know, record, experience and record, but just experience and have a great night. And the energy was was. But it also sounds like something worth protecting and like something that is a really special um, environment to experience. So, you know, like Oprah says, you have to protect your energy. So I would imagine that if this is something that has been cultivated to really make people feel alive and all of these amazing things that you're talking about, I would imagine that they would almost want to keep it close to their chest and not have it be a social media moment that could be co-opted and have other people come in. And don't forget, like, you know, we still are in this kind of uneasy social political times where people like don't really, not everyone is as accepting of uh, certain things. So it's also maybe another level of protection as to really not let it seep out into the wrong. Well, that's a great obs- that's a great observation, and I I I I wouldn't necessarily disagree. But I have to say, I need to do deeper research on this community. I need to find more uh, find out more about their motivations and and how and how they live. I have to tell you, I barely spoke to a soul in that room. I was just 
uh, well, not just a fly in the wall, because I was dancing most of the time, but I was just paying attention. I was taking mental notes. I was seeing just sort of how these, how these young people are socialized, how they interact, and what the energy is. And I was also trying to detect a, you know, sorry, sorry for the sort of narrow lane here, but I was trying to detect what sort of uh, gender energy there was. Like, I was trying to get a sense of, like, is this a, more like a male energy or a female energy? I was just trying to decode what was going on in the room because it was very... It was very new to me, and though I said I've experienced these kind of things in the Berlins and the London, not to a great extent. So that's why it was also very um, um, uh, illuminating to me. I was like, wow, this is... And I, I gotta tell you, I think there was like a thousand people that made their way through that night, or at least, you know, multi-hundreds. So I was really able to see it amongst a wide swath of, 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 of people there, and it was really, really telling. So I was more of an, an observer. I need to get more information about how they... Um, how they interact. But let me ask you a question, though. Do you think that uh, do you think that New York nightlife can really die? Because it seems like every generation has their moment. Like we've seen it in London as well. When you know, I was in uh, in college, it was the like everyone was going to like Fire and Vauxhall, or you know, Heaven and and Charing Cross, and now they're doing something else. I feel like New York has that same energy where everyone talks about like Studio 54 or like the heydays of, um, you know, the 80s. And then everyone was like really like having amazing times popping off in the 90s. And then yes. everyone, you know, so it's, is it just a case of other people don't know about it, but there's still a strong energy per generation. And this is just the moment that you had back in, you know, the the days that you were talking about earlier? Well, I, it, that's a good question. And I think part of it is sort of the, the the switch from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Of course, Manhattan is considered the nucleus of New York City. Yeah, but that's just real estate. Nothing good can happen in Manhattan. No one could even afford it. Well, okay. Well, that's a great point. And that's, that's part of the reason. So in Manhattan, there's a dearth of things to do in Manhattan. Meanwhile, people may come to New York and be like, oh my God, I'm landing in Manhattan, I'm staying in Manhattan, and I want to I wanna be social, where do I go? Then you'll have issues. I would say that in Manhattan, it's still dominated by the body culture, and it's still dominated by the members, clubs, and so forth. But that's the thing. Brooklyn, and as I said, the, the, the far recesses of the borough, and also Queens, by the way, mm -hmm. um, though, both of those boroughs have now sort of really, really take and they're in they're away from people they're in warehouses it's truly truly in warehouses where the disturbance is not great and they're able to be to have fledgling um businesses out there well that makes sense because ultimately i think that's how a lot of particularly nightlife i think the energy flows where the limitations and the restriction flows away from the and the limiter i can't speak it flows away from the restrictions and the limitations yes. so in Manhattan, you have uh, real estate, people trying to make overhead, people trying to like do markups and all of those things. Like then it's the buildings closed down and they're halved and there's no space and it's okay. And you don't have those things. I mean, Bushwick is barely gentrified. Everything is still um, like an originally large um, well, warehouse space. I may it's have far to... away. There's no noise restrictions. There's no, please don't wake up the neighbors. It's 
Yes, I have to. I have to amend something that you just said. Is that there's nary um, any gentrification? In fact, the signs of gentrification is like chomping at the bits. You do see some of the um, newly minted high rises. You do see some of the refurbished townhouses there. You literally see. I mean, if I were uh, one of the like Hispanics people who lived around there for the last thirty years, and I live in my townhouse but I don't own it, I would be rather scared right now because I am a target and hipster are just coming and they're going to be taking over this abode. It's right there. It's right in front of it. And that's why it's a fascinating time because it's it's not going to last very long. It, it won't last very long. But I do want to add on to this in that in that same neighborhood, there's a there's another Seminole club um, nowadays that has a whole outdoor and a whole indoor situation and they get like major DJs from around the world. Like it's just, it was for me what it was. It was just to see like another neighborhood far away from the original one that me in Manhattan, another neighborhood that all of these things have just like uh, rematerialized. I just love that this culture... Uh, won't die and that every generation needs yeah. a place to go and that it has evolved in this generation and that me who has been like you know denouncing New York nightlife stands corrected and is happy to participate again in fact I'm going out tonight again this is someone who hasn't been out in the city in 10 years so that shows you how thrilled and how it really awakened something in me that had been dead and dormant for a number of years I love that what did you wear? Oh my God. Well, thankfully I was like, you know, it's summertime and, um, I, you know, I was, I was ready to dance. I wasn't there for any sort of styling and profiling. I was ready to dance, but I, I was on, I was on theme. I was, I ended up wearing my, my trainers, my little Rick Owens trainers and I happened to have had sweat socks on and I had some shorts on that had stripes on. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I was actually thrilled to be on theme without, um, without trying to be. So it was really, it was really great. And by the way, there's the pulchritude, the beauty up in that piece, a lot of beauty. There's a new, there's a new beauty among this young audience as well. They're, the way that they're presenting themselves, the way that they're grooming themselves, it's really, it, the way that they're, you know, working on their bodies, it's a whole different thing. There's a new excitement in New York, I dare say. And coming out of my mouth, this uh, actually means something because I, as I said, I've been announcing this city for a number of years. If not twenty years, when I when I actually moved away from here because it was no longer the you know the hotbed that it once was, so it's exciting to see, and I think that's a reason for people to come to New York again. But don't tell everyone about it. Well, I don't want to tell everyone about it, but you know what? You may want to you may want to book your Airbnb in Brooklyn or your hotel in Brooklyn. That is a that's a, a veritable sea, sea change. I would say you do not want to be in Soho if you want to come to New York and have a nightlife experience. Okay. Well, that was fun. That's, I mean, that's fun. That's I want to go. Oh my God. Well, you're welcome to come tonight. I have to work. <laughs> and on that note. Um, but yeah, no, it's really, it was really.